I'm Michelle Boyd, ex-careerist turned work-enriching life advocate. After experiencing burnout and craving more meaning, I walked away from my career of 15 years to reconnect to myself and design a work life I love. Welcome to the Well Podcast, all about work-enriching life. A place for droplets of inspiration, ideas to lift you up and make you feel well, well. Tune in to hear my guests share their work evolution experiences and mindset hacks from me, your host, trained coach, hypnotherapist, and meditation teacher, and founder of Floetic. Let's get started. My guest today is Anna Kuman, the creator of Strong Sexy Mamas, a virtual home fitness for busy mamas. She's an American TV personality who left a wildly successful career in New York City to move to Sydney and start a family with her Aussie husband. They now have a two and a half year old and a six month old and baby Annabelle joined us for today's podcast record. You'll hear her chiming in. Anna has a long list of women's fitness certifications, including pre and postnatal corrective exercise specialist, diastasis and core consultant. She teaches classes in some of Sydney's most sought after boutique fitness studios. So you can catch both her strong, sexy mama's video on demand home fitness classes and live in-person classes around Bondi. Anna comes from a family of entrepreneurs, and she's also a proud board member of the Bondi Beach Chamber of Commerce, and loves being a cheerleader for her new community that's been so good to her husband and kids. In this episode, we chatted all about changing course with young children, pre- and postnatal fitness, Anna's got some great tips for you, and finding your passion. Well, thank you, Anna, for joining me. It's lovely to have you here today. And, you know, it is a beautiful day in Bondi. So thank you for coming to join me inside rather than being out in the sunshine. I really appreciate that. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because, yes, it's all about work enriching life. Um, But I think, you know, for most women, once they've had children, you know, everything starts to shift a bit and you have completely evolved your work life. You've gone from, you know, a big career to starting Strong Sexy Mamas. But on top of that, you're making it work for you as a mum. Yeah. And I think that's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it as well. Um, While I'm on the Well podcast. Um, Yeah, I am loving it as well. And I have to say, as you're saying all of that, it sounds very impressive that I've done all these things. But it's also, it can be very overwhelming. You know, when we have our kids or when you move to another country like I did, I had a very successful career before and coming here and going, well, now what? Now what do I do? You know, my skills are not necessarily translating. Um, I enjoyed what I did for a time. It was awesome. It was a dream in a lot of ways of doing television in New York City, hosting the number one cable morning show in the world. Um, But it was really exciting to go back to my roots and go back to fitness, something that I've always just loved so much marathon runner triathlete used to teach classes in Mm. North Carolina before I got the big job in New York City doing television morning TV Um, but then coming here and going well how do I do this because people don't know who Anna Coyman is you know it's Mm. not like I had this launch pad in Australia that all of a sudden was this network that was going to help me and so it, it has not been easy and I'm still building and growing and hoping that it becomes this huge monstrosity of a business one day that helps as many women as possible. And I think that's an important note because I think sometimes when we're looking in on Instagram or social media and, you know, we see numbers of followers, we see pictures and we think all these people have got everything sorted. Yes. And you know what? Most people don't. They're, no, they're testing, nobody they're knows what the hell we're doing. <laughs> so it's, 
it's actually it's, it's super refreshing to hear that. Yeah. And I want to dive in a moment and get all into strong, sexy mamas. Okay. But before I do that, yes. I just want to ask you what I ask everybody, which yes. is, what did you want to be when you grew up, and how far <laughs> are you from that today? Well, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. <laughs> I went to SeaWorld with my family when I must have been, I don't know, six or seven years old. And that's what I, that was the first thing that I wanted to be. I wanted to be mm. a mammologist, they called it. I have a, a third grade book report that I did all about it. Um, but then I broke my arm really bad. I don't know if you can see the scar here. Um, but I broke my arm terribly in the fifth grade when I was 11 years old and had to go through physical therapy. I had two surgeries and had to do physical therapy. And then I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um and so that kind of goes back to now I'm doing, you know, personal training, which is very physical. Um, anyway, then after that, I wanted to do TV and ended up getting into, into doing TV. So mm. as a business owner, you know, I don't know how that really stacks up with <laughs> being a dolphin trainer, <laughs> but um, I do come from a long line of entrepreneurs. My parents are entrepreneurs. They own small business in Charlotte, North Carolina called the Peppermint Forest Christmas Shop in Southeast Oasis Pools, which my brother Michael has now taken over. And um, yeah, and my grandfather had a million different businesses and things. So I think it's in my mm. blood. I think I was destined to do this. And, and the physical aspect as well, because actually everything you've just spoken about is all about physicality and people being strong and able to take on whatever they want to. Yeah. So there yeah. is that. I think well. it's funny how things do go back to childhood too, don't they? Like I remember I went to this um, magnet school when I was in Charlotte, North Carolina mm-hmm. called Sharon Elementary School, but it was called a, a, a what was it? It was a multiple intelligence school. And so the teachers really tried to meet the students where they were um, based on the way that they learned. So if you're an auditory mm, learner yes. or if you you work better in groups or if you work better by yourself or if you work better doing things physically. And I was always the one who mm. worked better in groups and um, physically. So you're a kinesthetic. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yep, and so for, exactly. so for anybody listening, and this is sort of NLP stuff, is that you have visual learners, auditory learners, uh, you have kinesthetic, which is through doing and feeling, and then you have auditory digital, which are the people that really latch onto the facts and the figures, and they use that as part of their learning experience. Yeah. And we can actually train ourselves to get stronger at any one of those, but there are some that we lean towards. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a very auditory person, a very sound person, and mm. kinesthetic. Yeah, great. So and look really what you're doing now. <laughs> I know, tell me, it's great. Let myself a big microphone. Exactly. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit more about Strong Sexy Mamas and why you created it and the ethos behind it. Because I think, you know, the go-to is, okay, my body after childbirth. Yes. There's so much more to it than that. Oh, 100%. It? You know what? That's what I hear from moms all the time is, you know, I just want this to go away on my arm. I just, you know, my belly is saggy or my booty is this or that. But what I really try to teach moms and everybody in, in my fitness classes too, because I do teach men and women in my live classes here in Bondi, but it's that it's the aesthetics come. People come to fitness classes because they want the aesthetics to be improved. But really what I try to work with first is number one is function mm-hmm. and then performance and the aesthetic just comes. It just comes along for the ride. So if you yeah. get those things in order, then you're going to do a lot better. So prenatal, postnatal women, you know, as our bodies change, our center of gravity shifts, right? We get this kyphosis, postural deviation. We get lordosis where our booty goes back. And anyway, it can, can um, cause all sorts of issues in our everyday life, back pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, um, incontinence comes very Mm. often during pregnancy and postnatal. And if you get back to the core stability exercises, like I really try to incorporate into all my strong, sexy mama's workouts, which is a real Mm. focus. 
then all of those things get better. And then you can get back to running and jumping and running around with your kids and focusing on what's most precious in life. If you just get that function better, because if you're a mom and you've just had a baby and you get thrown into an exercise class that, you know, they're like, okay, let's go do 20 burpees. And you're like, oh my God, I haven't even like, oh my God, uh, that hurts my back or hurts my hips or I'm goodness, I'm going to wee myself. Like, you know, um, (laughs) it's really important to build those foundational exercises first. And that's what we try to do in strong, sexy mamas. And it's so empowering because you start slow, you progress as you get stronger. Mm. We do something called the CardioSculpt Fitness Tracker in my challenges on Fridays. So instead of taking before and after pictures, like you see, I feel like that's so eighties, but it's whatever it sells, it sells on Instagram, it sells on this mode that we're watching right now. But, um, what I try to do is have this cardioscope fitness tracker we do every Friday. It's 10 exercises and you do as many as you can, as many repetitions of the exercise. So it might be push ups, or it might be, um, it might be step ups, you know, on a low step or bench or whatever the exercise is. And the first week you may only be able to do six push ups in 40 seconds, or you might be able to do three. Mm-hmm. And then the next week you might be able to do more and more and more. And if you do three, six week challenges with me, for example, all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, holy, holy, holy moly. <laughs> like, look at these numbers. And we keep track of them and it really mm-hmm. is empowering. And, and then you might get back to not just doing the push ups, but maybe now you are actually ready for those burpees and you're, you're making beautiful shapes with your body. You get those endorphins flowing again. And that's really what strong sexy mamas is all about is, is making you feel comfortable in the skin that you're in. Yeah. Getting you back to focusing on what's most precious in life. So one more, no, I'm yeah. rambling, but one more little thing. So, um, my son, I also have a three-year-old or not three-year-old. He'll be three in January. So he's 2.75 now, but he's just started taking soccer class. Mm. And so on Wednesdays during class, I'm constantly running around on the field with him because it <laughs> is actually a class designed for three-year-olds. I think that's why I said that. So it's a little bit over his head and he needs mommy's help. Yeah. So I'm running around with him for 45 minutes. Well, you know, there's a lot of moms that actually could not, could not run around with their kid for 45 minutes. And that might be cardiovascularly. They're not in as good a shape or they might be weeing themselves or their, um, their hips hurt or their back hurt, their shoulders, you know, whatever it is. And so fitness is really and truly an empowering thing that is so much more than just getting that that flat tummy for yeah sure. and although that's nice as well isn't oh, it <laughs> gosh yeah everybody wants a flat tummy um but it's her, by the way and so just for those of you that are listening and we're we're on live facebook live as well as we're recording this sorry instagram live but for those of you who are just listening to the podcast we also have annabelle here who's anna's <laughs> five-month-year-old little girl. So she's, when you, you hear her talking, she's being really good, but she's um, she's, <laughs> she's joining in completely. <laughs> so, um, so I'm interested because I think that, you know, I, I've not had my children yet, but m- most of my friends have. So I'm actually surrounded by women who are pregnant, had children, kind of getting pregnant with their second ch- children, etc. And we certainly talk frankly and openly about things, but generally, you know, the image of, post birth and with newborns people don't often share some of the less comfortable stuff yeah and being that you are obviously working with all these women who are all coming to you at varying stages after they've had birth and some before is there any kind of key things that we don't speak about but that do come through and you've mentioned the kind of you know weeing yourself but, <laughs> and I say we not pee because I'm English but you know what yes. I mean like is there what are those things that you actually see quite a lot of um, well, there is that, um, but I think a lot of people don't want to talk about that. Um, 
And some women don't even know that they would experience a symptom like that because mm-hmm. they don't, they aren't a runner or somebody who wants to jump, but maybe it's laughing or coughing or sneezing or something. And that's, yeah. that's their thing. Um, but it's also, um, you know, the sleepless nights makes you so tired. It makes you lack energy. And that is something that is pretty much, I would say, f- like across the board, right? I mean, if you are a new mom, your little one's waking up two, three times a night. And then if you've got a toddler at home too, you're running around when they say sleep when the baby sleeps, like that's a lot easier with baby number one, one. but not as much with baby <laughs> number two. So you're very time poor. So mm. I try to um, make the exercises safe, fun and effective and squeeze them into those 20 minutes. Um, so I think very often a trainer who doesn't work with prenatal and postnatal women primarily. They might say, you know what? Every workout needs to be 45 minutes or an hour. You are not working hard enough unless you work out for that long. Well, I'm going to tell you what, if I said that to most of my mamas, they just wouldn't do it because like, Oh, it's too overwhelming. I can't do that. So 20 to 30 minutes is what we try to do. Uh Oh, you're not going to lose it. Are you? (laughs) And then this happens as well. Um, I'm trying to think other things that we don't necessarily talk about. I think pelvic floor really is the taboo topic, but um, it's not just about weeing yourself. Like yeah. if you have a, a, a well-functioning pelvic floor, it helps to have, it helps your entire core canister function properly. And it helps you get rid of some of those other pains that come along with motherhood. So um, if you strengthen your glutes and your pelvic floor and work on your breathing diaphragmatically, if you get those things in order, work that transverse abdominis, which is our innermost corset muscles, rather than just our rectus abdominis, our six-pack muscles that everybody wants to talk about all the time. If you work those, um, very often mm. the pelvic pain will actually go away um, or wean yourself or any of the other issues yeah. that moms might have. <sighs> Wonderful. So I want to talk a little bit about how Strong Sexy Mamas has supported you personally because, you know, you've moved from the States, you're here because you're married and in love with a a wonderful Australian (laughs) man and you've had your children and then you've started this business and kind of how has Strong Sexy Mamas helped your transition specifically with work and being a mum? Yeah, well, coming from life in the fast lane, working in New York City, um, and then coming here to Australia where everything is very laid back. It's funny when people say, oh, Bondi is so... Will you mind holding her for one second? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to put my boobies back in. Because I was so much of a career person. Mm. And then coming here and going, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? You know, um, it has certainly given me purpose. And yeah. we were just talking the other day about whether you need to have one purpose in life. Yeah. I don't necessarily think you need to have one purpose in life. But I think what you're doing for it to be fulfilling, it needs to be purposeful. And this feels more purposeful, even though my audience is so much smaller now than it used to be. Millions of people when I was doing morning television. Um, Fitness is something that I've figured out. You know, I don't teach things that I don't know about. I don't Mm. ever go out of my scope of practice or anything. And But fitness is one thing that I figured out. I'm not trying to teach about hypnotherapy (laughs) or I'm not trying to teach about Mm. very intricate intricate, um, nutrition or things. I do have some nutrition training, but I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian or things like that. So I teach what I know. And I think if you can find a career, find a job, find something that you do, however many days of the week that you're doing, Mm. however many hours of the week, if you can find something that you love and you feel passionate about then people are going to just naturally be drawn to you because that mm. that fire is so evident and sparkly, isn't it? Yeah. And um, 
For those of you who are joining us, if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to episode six of the World Podcast, I do encourage that because that's the one where I actually talk around my my theory on purpose, which is that we don't need one, which was the conversation we were having the other day, because I think we get really caught up in this concept of I, I must find my purpose. And it's quite restrictive because actually what we need to do is we need to live by our values. And through that alignment is when we feel happy, we feel passion, we feel meaningful. But what sits under that, the, the what's that we do can change. You yeah. know, and one of your values, I would take a guess, is is around, you know, physical strength and health. That's important mm. to you. So, you know, whether it's strong sex and mummers or whether you were a dolphin trainer or whatever it might be, <laughs> then, you know, they allow you to live that value. And yeah. therefore, that's why you're happy and you're feeling yeah. full of passion and excitement. And try to get other people mm. to feel the same way about it. Because we know all the benefits that exercise has and, you know, mental health um, can be something that a lot of moms struggle with as we find our new identity and our crazy hormones are taking us on a real ride. Yes. Mix that with sleep deprivation. And um, that's one more thing I do want to say for my strong, sexy mamas is that I encourage people to do what feels good to them. And, and you know, sometimes... We are just making excuses when we say, oh, I'm not going to get my workout in. I'm too busy or this or that. Um, but sometimes we really are too tired. And if you really are too mm. tired, then you don't need to be exercising. Your sleep is yeah. more important <laughs> for your overall well-being. Completely agree. And now that you are a mum, how do you actually view the role of work in your life? Has it changed and if how so? Well, it has. I think definitely we've gone back to the more traditional role, my husband and me, with, you know, my husband is the breadwinner for the mm. time being, and I'm 100% okay with that and, and yeah. happy with that. Um, career definitely comes second. Um, but, you know, as a business owner, and you know this, mm. you know, you do have you do have commitments. And if you're a small yeah. business owner, if you're not doing it, nobody's doing it. So I do have a lot of late nights that I'm up, you know, working on my laptop or, um, and since a lot of my audience is the U S doing things on different time zones and, yeah. and things. Um, but yeah, I think that career is, is important, but your family is the most important, or at least it is. It is to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And so, um, you know, as I said before, I've not had my kids, um, but, you know, the, the prospect of, I know we were talking the other day and you were actually saying that there's things you can do to prepare your stomach before you have your, your child, as well as what you need to do postpartum. Um, can you give us, if you were to give us a sort of top tip for what women can be doing in advance of giving birth and then what they can be doing after they've given birth, there's one thing they can do that just sets them in good stead. Yes. What would that be? Try to get yourself in neutral alignment. That sounds so boring. It sounds so, so boring. <laughs> but And um, what does that mean? It just, it just means us. work on your posture, essentially. Okay. If you notice, um, for my people at home right now, you're watching me breastfeed, it puts us into this space of flexion, which is so bad. So this is the, I, I bet a lot of you at home, if you check your posture right now, mm-hmm. where are your shoulders? Are they like this? We're constantly fighting gravity. We're hunched over our laptops like we have out here right now, mm-hmm. um, recording us on GarageBand. Um, and things just tend to settle in a bad, in a bad way and cause all sorts of issues. You know, it's not just your shoulders that hurt. It takes things all the way down. Um, if you are in this constant state of flexion, like I am right now, trying not to be lead by example. And we have breastfeeding going on here. Annabelle is really happy and, <laughs> and Anna's shifting around trying to, to keep her back straight. So there's lots going on in this podcast. Yeah, there <laughs> is. Thank you for giving the color for everybody at home. <laughs> um, but 
your breathing can really suffer when you are in, uh, when you're out of neutral alignment. Mm. So you really want to get that diaphragm going, um, in, in the right, in the right way so that we can be in a rest and digest rather than a fight or flight, which will help us prepare for that tough part of labor where we are going, Oh my gosh, did I, did I really sign up for this? I've never felt anything like this before. How am I going to get through it? Mm. Um, and if you have a well-functioning diaphragm that's not being squished, <laughs> then your whole core starts to function a little bit better. And that's going to help your pelvic floor to mm-hmm. be able to relax. They work in, in, a, in a great harmonious relationship with one another. And that pelvic floor really needs to learn to relax. So I guess the whole thing is the, the core canister. One unique bit during Strong Sexy Mama is my workouts that helps both prenatal women during, I think, during labor anyway, and postnatal women when your toddlers are having tantrums like mine. I call it um, labor training and toddler tantrum training. Oh, wow. And it's basically <laughs> a hit, so which is high-intensity interval training. But we keep things in the moderate-intensity zone. So it's basically just mm. a little bit harder than what we would normally do, but not super-duper-duper duper turning up the dial. But we go for 20 seconds really hard and then 10 seconds we relax. And if you are a mom or a woman who has given birth and gone through labor, you know that those contractions come on and they are strong, strong, strong. And you're curling, bending over, oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden it's done and you're like, oh, I feel like a million dollars. Then another one comes. So um, that that, that bit of training I do, I think helps. Um, We call it four minutes of fire. So it's 20 seconds of work and 10 seconds of rest. And that 20 seconds is sort of mimicking the contraction or mimicking your toddler tantrum. And then the 10 seconds is that relief that you get. So it's it's approaching birth and motherhood from an athletic standpoint, which is my my real background. Background. So you're training for motherhood, you're training for for Mm. birth and for your postpartum recovery. And if you were going to give any tips to any woman who is at that stage. And I, I know there's lots of women out there at this stage where they kind of want to change their careers, but they're also thinking about starting a family or growing their family. And that yes. feels like a lot to reconcile because is it the right time to start something new in my career when I'm about to start yeah. growing my family? Are there any tips you would give someone? Well, I, I wouldn't say across the board that it's the right thing to do because mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes it's not the right thing to do. Um, and it's really hard to sort of be, you know, that monkey that swings from one branch and you're holding onto one branch before you get to the next branch while you're also, um, trying to be a mom. Right. So Mm. that's, that's all of a sudden three things that you have to juggle instead of the one work thing that you had. Now you have your one work and you have your side hustle and you have being a mom and it can be too much. Um, you also need to think about your finances. I mean, having kids can be expensive and unexpected expenses as well. So, um, yeah, I guess you and your job, your your work, especially here in Australia, people talk about mat leave all the time or in the U.S. maternity leave, which for many women in the U.S. It might be six weeks, it might be three months or four months. In Australia, it's about a year. I've had so many women here mm. in my classes that are like, well, you know, I got to have my kids because I have this great job that has this amazing mat leave plan, you know, so yes. <laughs> having that job and also having the security of something to go back to, I think can also be really refreshing and calming for moms Mm. knowing that they have something stable to go back to when motherhood is anything but stable. (laughs) Um, however, I don't regret what I've done Mm. one single bit, but we're in a a great spot where, you know, my husband is, 
is being the breadwinner right now. We're not depending on me to be bringing in millions of dollars. I can spend this time building my business from the ground up and feel very fulfilled in the process. Mm. And what is, what is your favorite part of, of the experience of building your own business? Because we do wear a lot of hats. And, you know, you're doing in any given day so much stuff. Like what's the bit that you're like, I could never give this up. This is what I love. Well, I do. I have to say it is the actual training, the actual Mm. hands-on training, teaching the moms. Um, And even when I'm doing my online classes where I'm doing it through Zoom, you know, through my, through my laptop, the actual physicality of it. But there's, like you say, you know, sorting out your insurance and sorting out your website and hiring this person to help you edit that. And is this person, you know, are they, are they taking me for a ride or is it really, do I really have to spend this much money on this or that? Um, I would say the hardest part is that you do have to wear so many hats, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but I actually, truthfully, I enjoy every single one of the hats. Mm. It's just trying to wear all of the hats that is the hard thing, I think, when you start a business. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, you're very busy at the moment, but do you tell me what's next. Oh, well, if all of you at home help me, <laughs> Strong Sexy Mamas becomes... Um, you know, sort of the, the go-to I'm pregnant. Where am I going to work out? If I want to have an active pregnancy, a smooth pregnancy an empowered postpartum recovery, a speedier postpartum recovery, where do I go? Strong, sexy mamas. You know, I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that I could be that, that go-to, that go-to for that. Um, what's next after this, um, will be sort of the, so I've done the, the pregnancy side of things. And then the postpartum side of things. And I've done a bit of the more intense bits of exercise, but to me, that's actually my favorite is the intense and Mm -hmm. prenatal postnatal is not really the time to be going, go as hard as you can, but that's sort of me. I really like that. So that's the next (laughs) step. So I'm almost six months postpartum with her. So I would say January, February, I'll start filming some things that will be sort of the next step to really get get not just get your groove back, but like you, you are a boss. <laughs> I don't want to say what the name is of the program, but it's, um, it's more intense than what we have in strong sexy moments currently. And you can in fact have an even better body post babies you than you had before. Some of my friends do. So I'm just, yeah, it's, there's Absolutely. no limit. Yeah. Mm. Well, you think about just doing this all day long, all of a sudden you're like, wow, those shoulders coming back and Annabelle is being lifted up and down in the air here <laughs> trying to keep her, her happy with the situation because I think she's a little over the podcast bless her yes hmm. well look Anna it was an absolute pleasure to have you join me and have a chat about strong sexy mamas and the stuff that you're doing and bring your energy to the podcast what a whirlwind oh so. thank you I, I appreciate you having me on so much and thanks for listening to the well podcast I'm Michelle and I'm a brainwave and reconnection coach I work with people who are ready for something new by helping them rediscover what they really want to do and supporting them to redesign their work life to one they love. If you're considering a work evolution of your own, my gift to you is my free roadmap and workbook, Should I Leave My Career? This roadmap signposts the exact journey I took to leaving my career and will help you kick off yours. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you're keen to build your fuck off fund, pre-register to join my free masterclass coming shortly. The link is also in the show notes.